Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and guess what? We, we've got plenty of politics we could talk about, but we're going to take today's show. Got Easter coming up, Easter this weekend. A lot of people uh, got their thoughts on spring, got, got their thoughts on moving forward in the future. You know, you spring into life. Uh, Easter has, why, why we have Easter eggs? Well, it goes back, you can go to a lot of tradition and things, but it's the beginning it's like new life and easter the celebration of for christians it's the celebration of jesus rising again after uh, he died on the cross a new life so what we want to do is take a step back from politics today and what we have is a very very special show we got brock pierce he was on a couple months ago and we talked about he had run for president and he he's a bitcoin billionaire but he he got he made his uh, money uh, in, in uh, the uh, cryptocurrencies. When I say Bitcoin billionaire, I'm just saying he's someone who's made a lot of money in in these uh, blockchain technology currencies. He helped establish some of them. We'll talk to him about that. But it's very important for you to know this Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are not going away they're going to be very involved in our future how involved well we're going to talk to brock about that but you need to understand if the word bitcoin scares you cryptocurrency scare you not everybody needs to be invested in them but you need to be invested with your knowledge because they are going to be in our future playing a big big role most likely just like the internet changed the dot-com companies they they came in like a huge wave and now you know amazon you know ebay you know the, these mainstream companies they became mainstream the same thing's going to happen in these cryptocurrencies that there's uh, thousands out there right now but there's going to be some big names that come to the top and they'll be around for well who knows how long decades centuries we'll, we'll see I'm saying they aren't going away. It's not a fad. So that's why this is an important show, and we're glad you're listening, and we're going to put the politics to the side, liberal, conservative, independent, uh, socialist. Uh, I know you socialists listen here because you want to hear what I have to say about you, but even our uh, very conservative uh, listeners, we all need to know about Bitcoin, our future, cryptocurrencies, America. What's the world's reserve currency now? It's the American dollar. Is this going to change that? Very important for us to know. So we're going to dedicate this show not to politics, but to the future and understanding, better understanding Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, 
Now, we're not going to get deep into detail. We want overall picture, and that's why we got Brock Pierce here. Let's get him on the phone now, and welcome to a show for people who don't know much about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or scared about it. Why is it important? Let's ask Brock Pierce. We're getting him on the line right now. We got back on our program Brock Pierce, and he's going to help us see the overall picture of uh, Bitcoin, what's going on with cryptocurrencies, and I know many of my audience you you hear the word bitcoin and it, some people it scares you some people think well it's a fad gonna be very important in our future i believe so that's why i wanted brock on here and he, he was the in the beginning stages of many things with cryptocurrency so brock pierce welcome to doc holiday's rock splitting politics and let's talk about uh bitcoin to the moon <laughs> <laughs> indeed it certainly uh the last year has been that i mean uh uh, just a year ago, Bitcoin was four or five thousand dollars. As of right now, it's uh, it's over fifty five thousand right. dollars, and it reached an all time high uh, in the last week, uh, breaking sixty two thousand dollars of Bitcoin. And it's worth noting that ten years ago, uh, Bitcoin for the first time broke the buck or uh, uh, just broke above one dollar. So from one dollar to fifty five thousand dollars today in just ten years. Well, what we're seeing is. This uh, emergence of, of Bitcoin, which had never been on the scene in the on, on the globe, but it never the technology was not there for it even to happen till over ten years ago, and now some people are looking at this. I, I know Warren Buffett uh, just a couple of years ago said he thought it'd go to zero and be a fad, um, and a lot of people in my generation, others really look up to Warren Buffett and even Bill Gates talking about the internet. Was you know he. In the 90s, he didn't think the Internet was going to be big. So is this something big, or is it a fad, Brock? Bitcoin. Okay. I, I think the proof is in the pudding. It's, uh, it's clearly something big. And not to, not to criticize Warren Buffett, but he is, you know, obviously the, uh, the sage of Omaha, one of the great historical value investors uh, in the world. But when it comes to technology, he is not the person I would be listening to. Well, that's one reason we've got you on the phone. And... Uh, and I'll admit, most of my listeners in uh, in my audience, they really don't know a lot about Bitcoin. I've I've challenged myself, and I've broken down into some things. And actually, I've owned a few cryptocurrencies and watched them grow, and and some of them up and down. But it's it's unbelievable what has happened in really the last six months on many of them. But can you tell us the reason why it's important for Americans, but everybody to to have some knowledge of what this is doing. Yeah, so technology indisputably is changing the world. It is affecting everything, all of our lives, all of our businesses, and now even our government. And so uh, technology is something uh, to embrace, not fear. And uh, there's two things that are occurring here. One is a major technological innovation. So since the, the dawn of the Internet, people have talked about creating digital currency, Internet money. But it hadn't been possible. The, the technology to make it happen, we had to solve what was one of the greatest computer science problems uh, of all time. If you remember that movie, Goodwill Hunting, yes. it's kind of like when Matt Damon solved that problem. And that's what Bitcoin did. It solved this concept of a double spend, the idea that information can't be in two places at once. 
in the same way that you can copy a picture, uh, in the same way that you can copy anything on the Internet. The Internet didn't allow for um, unique information, and that is what Bitcoin solved. It solved what is known as the Byzantine General's problem, one of the holy grails of computer science, enabling this revolution that we're living through now. So there is, at its core, a technological uh, uh, masterpiece that has occurred here. Now let's talk about it from a more practical sense, which is uh, why it should matter. And so there's a, a number of reasons why uh, people have taken an interest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and, and the rabbit hole runs deep. But let's just start at Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, it, it's not yet a currency because you can't go into every shop and spend it. It's volatile. The price is always changing. People don't like to go to the store with 20 bucks in their pocket, and then when they get to the cash register, find out that they've got to return a, uh, a, a gallon of milk. Right. And so it's not yet an effective currency, and the transaction throughput of the network also doesn't allow it to, uh, uh, to become a global currency just yet. But what it is, is it's an alternative store of value, much in the same way that people buy gold. Uh, it's best to think of Bitcoin as essentially digital gold or gold 2.0. And it's worth noting why precious metals were the primary form of money for thousands of years. Um, it's because precious metals were sufficiently scarce. You wouldn't want to have to have a, a, a truckload of it to buy a loaf of bread. It had to be sufficiently scarce. It had to be rare. You also wouldn't want it to be spoilable. You wouldn't want your money to go rotten because you had it, uh, you know, call it buried under the mattress right. for some time. Uh, you also need it to be malleable. You have to be able to chop it into pieces and have different denominations of it. And it also has to be fungible. It's the reason why gems or diamonds are not a good form of money, because not all diamonds are the same. And so Bitcoin has all of those attributes of precious metal. It just happens to be better at every single one of those in mm. the sense that it's, uh, uh, you can instantly chop it into any amount that you want. You can send it anywhere in the world instantaneously, making it incredibly transportable, and, uh, and it can't be counterfeited. Now, its weaknesses are that it has no utility. Gold can be used for jewelry or conducting electricity, um, and it's tangible. Gold is tangible, whereas Bitcoin is not. But I would argue that that intangibility is a positive trait, meaning, again, you can send it anywhere in the world instantaneously. And so that is the right way to think about it. There's a fixed supply. There will never be more than 21 million Bitcoin. And, at time, and in a time of financial uncertainty, where 26% of all U.S. dollars ever created last year were created last year, with $1.9 trillion of additional stimulus coming into the market, and, and I would expect another stimulus um, uh, event after this, uh, the dollars are being printed at about 25% more dollars per year, which means over four years, effectively, the dollars have been completely diluted. And so people are looking for alternative stores of value, and uh, uh, that is a big part of why we're seeing Bitcoin performing the way that it is, as well as we're seeing adoption. I estimate that roughly 10% of all Americans now have uh, some amount of cryptocurrency. We've also seen BNY uh, Mellon, the oldest bank in the United States, the largest custodial bank in the world, announce that they're going to be adding cryptocurrency custody to their bank. We've seen PayPal integrate it for payment. Right. 
We've seen MasterCard announce that they're going to be integrating it into their global payments network. We've been seeing this across the board. And these major financial institutions value their brands highly. They do not attach their name to Bitcoin or associate with it lightly, which means that Bitcoin is here and Bitcoin is here to stay. And, and Brock, you, you brought, and some people have uh, written me, called me, asked me, you know, why would you want to spend your time talking about Bitcoin with Brock Pierce? But this, you just hit right on it. We, we have just seen this huge, uh, uh, again, fighting COVID if we needed to fight it more. But, I mean, we've spent $5 trillion approximately in, within a year. I mean, we didn't spend it. We printed it. The American dollar, everybody knows the more you print, what, what's in your billfold gets uh, cheaper and cheaper. It doesn't buy as much. So, therefore, I want my audience to understand that, there's people looking at Bitcoin because the more we print dollars, which is happening in, in unbelievable amounts, not, I mean, we've done more than what we went into debt in World War II to fight a world war. So Bitcoin may gain in value, should, but we can print as many dollars we want to in America, but it's not going to affect the price of Bitcoin. Am I correct in saying that? Well, as we print, um, more and more people are going to be looking for alternative stores of value. There's going to be a flight of capital. Uh, but it's not just Bitcoin. The, the technology, as I said earlier, that enables this, that makes this possible, we refer to as the blockchain. One of the things that I uh, had the pleasure of co-founding back in 2013 and 2014, I had this view uh, or th this curiosity to see whether or not this technology could be used for government-issued currencies like the U.S. dollar. And so we put the, uh, the U.S. dollar on the blockchain, again, the technology that makes Bitcoin possible. And that digital dollar today is doing over $100 billion a day in transactional volume, over $40 trillion a year. There's over 70 governments in the world that are now piloting this technology looking at how technology can be used to enhance their currency. The Chinese government is years ahead of all of us. They've created the Chinese digital yuan, utilizing Bitcoin's technology to challenge the U.S. dollar's reserve status in the world. This is a very big deal, and it's going to affect all of our lives. And, Brock, I'm glad you brought that up. And this is another reason why this show is so important, because people, number one, a lot of people don't understand America – I believe has been living sort of you could say high on a hog because we have been the world's reserve currency that's why we can print so much money and inflation doesn't seem to go hog wild at least not yet and if we lose that status as the world's reserve currency then uh we will have tremendous amount of pressure on, on us that we, that uh this generation has never known it's the way i see it and you're talking about china uh, already experimenting with their one the dig digital one and and where does that leave America looking at the future? Are we are we getting way behind? Are we working on our own? Are you talking about the one that you helped do? And I think that's called Tether. Is, is that the one that uh, you helped establish, Brock? Uh, uh, that is correct. Uh, I co-founded uh, Tether, which is the, the first stable coin, which is, again, uh, a digital dollar in this case, but other governments are experimenting with it as well. I don't think I can... Uh, uh, overstate the significance of the U.S. dollar's reserve status in the world and the benefits it provides us as Americans, as American businesses, and as the American government. 
if our reserve status were to change, we are looking at potentially the collapse of about 90% of the value of our economy. The United States is the capital of innovation. We are living through the fourth industrial revolution, and I would not count us out. We are behind, but we are the United States of America. And if we make the right decisions now and in the future, I have so much faith and confidence in us, and I spend a great deal of my time educating elected officials at a state and federal level, working with our government to make sure that we do not lose this race. And, and Brock, saying that, can you? I know when the Internet was new, uh, they had, a, I think Congress passed a law where, you know, there was no taxes on Internet transactions, and it helped get a, the Internet get a foothold, and, and, and things like uh, companies like Amazon, that, that's got them started. And then eventually now, of course, they do have taxes and sales taxes but they didn't at first and are the things going on with uh, cryptocurrency with bitcoin is the government helping out or are they just staying away or or what kind of approach is the united states government doing at this point well uh brock before i let you answer that question as you're looking at the clock we need to take a little break here i need to remind everybody you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad to have you. And we're talking to Brock Pierce. He helped found Tether. What's Tether? Well, it's, it's the third uh, highest value in market capitalization of any cryptocurrency behind Bitcoin and Ethereum. And and uh, this is one of the things that Brock helped uh, found, and, and along with other cryptocurrencies. So it's very important as we speak today try to find out what is the future going to be like don't put your head in the sand it's very important so we are glad brock's here and we just asked him a question about what the government how the government's looking at uh, cryptocurrencies and bitcoin before he answers that let me remind you that we're glad you're listening to us we got a book you can order it's called bedrock truth is written by dr ed holiday dr Havita king and dr alex mcfarland you can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org that's holiday with two l's in it but uh, docholiday.org and we'd love to get that book out called bedrock truth and now let's uh, let brock answer this question about uh, what's the government doing with uh, looking at Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Well, the government had made a, a number of what I'd say are minor mistakes, not major. They didn't do anything to call it shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, but what we have done is we've failed to give um, our entrepreneurs, our innovators, our, our, our builders in this country the regulatory clarity they need to be as effective as they can possibly be. They've actually made it so uh, complicated for, for builders of businesses that many of our, our, our best and our brightest have been moving to Asia, they've been moving to Europe, they've been moving to, to South America. And I think it's very important that we continue to, to embrace and nurture our innovators to make sure that we stay the capital of innovation, that we continue to be the beneficiaries of this technology in the same way that we were the Internet. Here's a, a wild figure. Okay. Nearly a thousand billionaires have been created from cryptocurrency. And I would like to see this next generation of wealth. We are living through the greatest wealth transfer in history. And I'd like to see that wealth transferred to Americans, to the American people. 
I'd like to see the American people be the biggest beneficiaries of this technological revolution. And Brock, how do we do that? What What's your well, go? I mean, how, yeah, how do you so see my, us doing my, that? My first piece of advice is I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face about okay. this technology, why it matters. You can go to YouTube, start watching videos, do Google or uh, whatever search engine searches you do. You can follow me or others on social media, but nothing will teach you more than going out and buying your first $10 worth of Bitcoin. Uh It's like sending your first email. And when you see what this technology is capable, you'll then understand it as yourself. I don't encourage people to invest in anything. I don't encourage people to invest in Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. But what I do encourage you to do is to invest in yourself. By buying that first $10 worth of Bitcoin, what you're doing is you're educating yourself so that you can make investments based upon your own knowledge, based upon your own judgment and decisions. And I think that's the best advice I can give to every single American is go out there and buy your first $10 worth. If you want to know how to do that, one of the easiest ways to do that is to go to Coinbase, like a coin in your pocket, base, E-A-S-E, coinbase.com, and go buy your first $10 worth of Bitcoin. And speaking of Coinbase, they are about to go public. They are about to have their IPO. They're going public at a valuation of roughly $100 billion. Yeah, that's unbelievable. American business is about to go public at $100 billion, making, again, many Americans uh, uh, do so well. And, and Brock, let me just reinstate, I am not on this show. Brock's not, I'm not, nobody's giving anybody personal financial advice i mean we want you to be educated and that's exactly what brock's doing we're not doing giving any kind of uh, individual advice on this show but i do want you to educate yourself like brock said and the importance of this is it it's not going away some people think oh well you know it's going away it's not we're getting more and more tied into it and you're right there's <laughs> there's probably tens of thousands of millionaires they're going to be people are going to become millionaires because of cryptocurrency and some and, and thousands already have you said a thousand billionaires yeah so the, so the total value that we, we've already created over a trillion dollars of value um it's it's probably over two trillion dollars of value so far has uh, fallen into the hands of those people that have invested in cryptocurrency or built businesses that support the development of this ecosystem. And we are still in the early days. Uh, this is just the second inning. And uh, saying all that, there's a couple that, uh, some things and I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with because uh, you talk about hot cryptocurrency, what's going up and why is it going up? Uh, take a company like Harmony. Have you ever heard of Harmony, of uh, the cryptocurrency called Harmony, uh, Brock? Uh, I've heard of it, but I can't speak to it. Right. And I don't want and that's why I don't want to get on individual uh, companies here, but there's so many people say, well, we can go faster faster, <laughs> and, and, and lower cost than one other than another, and they're going back and forth. And I, 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 I look at it as we're sort of like in a wild west right now with cryptocurrencies. The, these are the altcurrencies, altcoins besides Bitcoin, and and there's literally thousands. I mean, what about five thousand different ones? And and it's just uh, astounding what's going on. 
and some are going to be winners and some are going to be losers, just like the Internet and the dot-com uh, happening in the late 90s. This is uh, some kind of emergence of technology and entrepreneurs, and can you speak to what you see? I mean, is, is it, you think it's going to keep going up? We're going to have another crypto winter. Uh, what what do you see right now where where we are with uh, this technology and cryptocurrencies and uh, beyond yeah, so Bitcoin? I'm, a, I'm, I'm long-term bullish. Um, I'm short-term bullish on Bitcoin and some of, as you called them, the altcoins or alternative uh, cryptocurrencies. But we've been in a, um, a period of the market where everything, for the most part, has gone up and gone up substantially. That is not sustainable. Right. I think, as you stated, this is a lot like the dot-com boom of the 90s. A lot of these projects will not succeed. A lot of these projects will fail. There are thousands of them, as you said. Uh, but a number of them will go on to be the next Amazons, the next Ebays, the next PayPals, the next Googles. But uh, for every Google, uh, there's hundreds of, uh, of failures. So, uh, again, I don't encourage you to invest in this space. I encourage you to invest in yourselves and to educate and inform yourselves so that you can make decisions for yourself, informed decisions, and uh, uh, don't, don't invest or, or play with money that you can't afford to lose. And, and Brock, going back to what you, just to help people understand, the uh, stable coin and what that is, it's pegged to the dollar. And a stable coin is it's not going to fluctuate up and down a lot. But why would people explain why people and why companies, why, why businesses need a stable coin that's, uh, that's uh, the new technology, it's a cryptocurrency? Why is that needed? It's used, obviously, you told us. How uh, you know uh, what? A hundred million a, a day, or uh, what? Yeah, hundred bi- billion. Yeah, hundred billion a day. And so uh, a big part of that is for trading cryptocurrencies. But I'll take us away from that and talk about international business. Right. So the the world runs on trade. There are things being bought and sold, put on ships, moving all over the world. So international trade is generally settled. Transactions are settled in U.S. dollars. And so about 10 to $20 billion a day of international trade, the buying and selling of basic things, is now being done with stable coins. And the reason why is they want those transactions to occur seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And so there are a lot of businesses that don't want to wait till Monday for the banks to open. Mm -hmm. They don't want to wait for the two to three days that it takes for money to move around the world. Stable coins or digital dollars allow international trade to be conducted more efficiently seven days a week, and businesses love this. And And so that is another huge thing that we're seeing because banks, quite frankly, are just too slow. They are, um, uh, you know, quickly becoming a thing of the past. Now, as you say that, you mentioned, you know, the American, uh, American dollar is the world's reserve currency. Does the digital dollar, like uh, stable coins, do they, affect, do they affect that reserve currency status of America, or do they enhance it, or how do you see that? It's, it's assisting us. Uh, systems like Tether are allowing America to stay competitive with the Chinese digital yuan despite the fact that our government has not yet implemented a similar solution. And I strongly urge our government, 
our Federal Reserve, our Treasury Department, to understand that to stay competitive in an ever-changing world, we are going to need to upgrade our financial system to one that operates digitally and one that settles quickly. Right now, financial transactions, when you buy a stock, our financial system runs on T plus two, meaning it takes two days for financial transactions to settle in a day and age where two days is two days too long. We need faster settlement systems. Basically, think of the old financial system as old and slow and insecure. And think of it kind of like um, running on old technology. And we have new technologies today that allow things to move faster and more efficient and more securely. And so that's something that our government is going to need to do. And thanks to stable coins, the U.S. dollar's reserve status is being protected. Well, I'm glad you brought I, I did not understand that, so I'm glad with your expertise you, you helped me better understand that. I know our listeners will be glad, too. Hey, I know we got to uh, come to end on this interview. I, I, th- I appreciate you so much helping us better understand. Is there one thing you could tell if you were speaking right now? I'll give you the microphone. Speak to America, the ones that have no clue about Bitcoin and are scared of it or just, the, you know, they don't want to understand it and they may not technologically want to go and buy the first Bitcoin, but how do they embrace what's going on and not be scared of it? Well, remember, we fear that which we don't understand, and the way that we conquer fear is with knowledge. So I strongly encourage you to get informed. You can go do a, a Google search or a search for what is called the Satoshi White Paper, Satoshi, S-A-T-O-S-H-I, the Satoshi White Paper is the document that describes what all of this is, and right. um, it, it, it's like the Declaration of Independence. It's like the Constitution, uh, the Magna Carta. When we look back in the future, it is going to be one of the most important documents ever written. But also just go jump onto YouTube. Go do a search. And mm-hmm. if you don't like the first video, click on another one. Right. There is, you have so much information at your fingertips to make it easy. Remember, the future is going to to happen. It's going to happen to you or it's going to happen with you. And I encourage every American to be part of the change because change is a coming and you will be far better off if you are a part of it. And that was Brock Pierce saying you'll be better off being a part of it. That is the future. We're looking at cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, the blockchain ledger system and blockchain so this is transforming our whole world now how much we're gonna have to wait and see but it is in the future it's not a fad i'm glad brock helped point out quite a few things tell your friends and neighbors about this show if they want to know a little bit more uh, of the overall view of bitcoin how important it is for america to be on top of the technology and to be on top of the technology change and it's uh it's a changing like brock said so thank you for listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics and like we said if you got some friends and neighbors that want to know more about bitcoin or just why it's important that doesn't mean you have to go out and buy it but just uh point them to our show send them the link and this will help maybe give them some uh, beginning educating ways to uh feel secure about maybe going and buying the first bitcoin i know a friend that just did that 
and you know it just going through the process like brock said it's very important now let me just say uh you can look at our website right here on www.webtalkradio.net and on our website for doc holiday's rock splitting politics we got uh, a cryptocurrency called harmony and you can look at the description what harmony is and most of you go oh my goodness i don't have a clue but you can click on uh, the picture there of harmony and they'll take you to the website find out something about these cryptocurrencies now i'm not promoting harmony saying you need to invest or buy it i'm just saying it's one of the better cryptocurrencies its story is an amazing story of what it wants to do will it get it all done i don't know but it's got a big community big uh, a lot of people following the the harmony uh, cryptocurrency and if you know the the call letters for harmony or O-N-E. Now, that's not a stock symbol. It's cryptocurrency symbol, O-N-E. <laughs> if, you, if you're if you a Lord of the Rings fan, and and uh, you remember the ring, the, the one ring to rule them all, <laughs> some of the Harmony fans will say crypto. the cryptocurrency Harmony is the one cryptocurrency that will one day rule them all. Uh, now, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... It is an amazing cryptocurrency that I follow, and and I've invested some in it, but it's it's one that I really believe has a great future. And that's why I put it out there for you to understand. Go find out about other cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, what the difference is, and why uh, Harmony is different from Bitcoin. Uh, and so if you got questions, send them in. Uh, I can't answer all of them, but be glad to uh, you know, email me. We may put some on the show. But this is a show that's not about politics. We're going to get back into that. We're not leaving the world of politics. But I just thought it's so important. We had a chance to get Brock on the line. And, and uh, he's been there. He's done it. He's created it. And they've created much, much wealth around the world. And that's why it's important to have this show. Glad you're listening. We'll see you next week. We'll dig into some of these rock-splitting politics. They're still happening. And see you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.